Hey, I'm Allison Hare, and welcome to Culture Changers, the podcast that brings you unconventional wisdom by uncommon people. Together, we are shattering old paradigms to reshape our world and inviting you to make your own mark. It has been a whirlwind for so many reasons. It's 2020, the world is turned on its head, and I saw a funny meme that said, I always wondered what it was like to live during the times of the Civil War, Spanish Flu, Great Depression, Civil Rights Movement, Watergate, and the Dust Bowl. Not all at once, mind you, but you know, beggars and choosers and all. And I thought that encapsulated what's going on perfectly. It has been crazy. But here is the deal. It's no secret that we are living through history, and thanks to technology, Everyone has a voice and a platform. We are all our own media companies. The question is, especially at this time, which voices do you personally amplify? It's an important question and one that requires agency and intention on your part. And what I've noticed is that people are really taking this opportunity to relook at at their purpose in the world and how can they contribute? How can they stand up? I think people are speaking up and speaking out for the first time um, and and trying to make the world a little bit better. So it's it's super exciting, at least for me to see. And so this episode will have three very important parts, and I encourage you to stick with me all the way through because some of the stories I'll be sharing are pretty compelling. Okay, So one of the stories, so one is that I'm going to tell you the story about interviewing the great Seth Godin, which I did last week, and it was something else. Next, I have a lot of people asking me about podcasting. And as you may know, I run an interactive step-by-step podcast course called Press Play Podcast, say that three times fast that begins on July 6th, that's next Monday. So if podcasting is something that you've considered or even thinking about how to make an impact with your own life, but not sure how, lastly, but not leastly, I invited Megan Armstrong. She is the host of the wildly popular podcast, Six Feet Above, to talk about her podcasting experience. And what's so interesting about her is that she already had one season of her podcast published and then chose to take my Press Play podcast course. So we're going to dig into that too. Okay, you ready? So, hey, if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If it's not, welcome back. It means a lot to me that you've returned. And while I'm thanking you, I am hoping that you will go subscribe to the show so you never miss any of these perspective-shifting conversations, but also rate and write a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iTunes, whatever it is, on this show. And so I read every single word, but what it also does is it helps the right audience find this show. So those those ratings truly, truly matter. So the Culture Changers podcast and the Press Play podcast program have a very specific mission, and my mission is to elevate the voices of people who are sharing a message that matters and unsticking the stuck. And what I mean by that is that there are a lot of listeners to my show that are like me. And for so many years, I felt like I felt like I had so much more in the tank. 
I felt like I I wanted to contribute and I felt like I wasn't really using my talents and passions in a way that could make a difference. And for me, and it's not for everybody, but for me, the moment I hit publish on my very first episode of the this podcast, all of that changed. Every single light in my body flipped on when I found a channel that could help me be a force for good. And now I'm addicted to helping others find their own voice and use it for their greater good. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, please join me at allisonhair.com forward slash press play and let's do this. It is linked in the show notes. It is a six-week collaborative interactive step-by-step podcast course, but the best part is the community. Because it's so interactive, because it's so collaborative, we all help build each other's ideas out. So even though it's your show, you've got full support. And the steps are laid out for you in the Kajabi teaching model, so you'll have access to the course for life. Pretty cool, right? So if you're ready to get started, listeners of Culture Changers Podcast will get $50 off the program by going to allisonhair.com forward slash CC50, CC50. And let's get your message out there. Okay, so let me tell you what happened with Seth Godin. And if I back up, probably about 10 years ago, a man, a friend of mine named Tony Caparelli and I were chatting and he said, hey, do you get Bob Lefsetz and Seth Godin's blogs? And uh, I didn't, I'd never heard of either of them. And he insisted that I subscribe to both of theirs right away. Seth Godin has one of the biggest blogs in the world. If you type the word Seth, just Seth, into Google, his blog is the first thing that comes up. And he has published 19 books, which have been all over the New York Times bestseller sellers list and is not only a prolific author, but he has created global workshops and communities to activate people who are making their worlds better. He's eccentric. He's unfailingly val- valuable in his work. And he is, uh, he shows up. He shows up every single day. So one thing that is funny, so some of you who have followed me for a while know that I am in the middle of a rebrand. So technically, I'm still on a hiatus for new episodes, but it's kind of been intermixed uh, all in, especially with Black Lives Matter and and wanting to make sure that the, the messaging was relevant, especially for the times. And so through this rebrand, I had consulted with Chris Kremitzos. Chris Kremitzos is the founder of PodFest, and he is the mastermind behind a lot of excuse me, a lot of some of the biggest podcasts in the world. Uh, he's incredibly generous and a very, very smart uh, guy, great marketing um, marketing as well. And so I consulted with him on the rebrand. And, uh, and, and as you may know, my uh, podcast has had three different names, <laughs> but always about culture changers. And I finally uh, decided to call it Culture Changers. And he said, you know, we were talking about, do we switch the format? Do we switch the topic? Do, you know, what's going to make the most sense? And he said, you know, if you do keep it with Culture Changers, you've got to go big and you've got to get really big names in there. And I said, well, how do I get really big names? And he's like, you, you're in sales. <laughs> and I knew that too, you know, I knew that it is just asking. And he said, you know, all you need is just one and then the rest will follow. And I really took that to heart and, uh, and, and spent a morning just reaching out uh, with some thoughtful 
messages to some people that I really wanted on the podcast. And probably one of the top three most influential people in my lifetime, if I'm rewinding back and people that I've kind of amplified their voices and kind of understand their ideology and really, uh, really resonated with me. And there's Oprah Winfrey, Brene Brown, and Seth Godin. And I have not reached out to the other two, but I did reach out to Seth. And I um, I went to dance class <laughs> um, like a, a Saturday ago. And right after dance class, I got an email back said he would be delighted to. And I I just I just fell on my knees crying <laughs> in the dance studio because I just was so happy that it was just asking. I know it's so silly because. I I'm in sales. Like I I speak with C suite all the time and uh, cold call people who are at the tops of their organization. So, you know, part of it was was my own confidence building and my own block of uh, mental block of of what kind of conversations do I want to bring to my audience? What kind of impact do I want to bring to my audience? And part of that was for me to remove my own block to go bigger and to go big. And uh, that was a huge lesson for me and just incredibly gratifying. And uh, and my conversations with Seth, even just our interactions, he was the one who responded. It wasn't an assistant. He did it right away and was just so personal. And so I spent the week just immersing myself in some of the books that I hadn't read of his yet, you know, and his work. And he has a podcast called the Akimbo Podcast. And everything, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, that's so good. Oh my God, that's so good. So I'm writing down notes. I'm driving. I'm like trying to, I know it's so bad, but I'm trying to like type notes, you know, and email myself just a phrase or something um, and just started building. And I could feel the, I don't know, anxiety is not the word, the nerves. I felt nerves all week long over this that I have to nail it. You know, I have to nail it. He's so thoughtful. And sometimes when he's thoughtful and thought provoking, and sometimes when I listen to his podcast, his his bombs that he drops are every every single sentence and it's almost like man i need to, i need a moment just to process to keep up but he's on to the next thing so he has a very unique way that he teaches almost entirely in parables and he has this incredible way if somebody asks him a question it doesn't matter what it is he immediately organizes his brain somehow in a way that pulls a relevant story to answer the question. And it's so like the the art of storytelling is just next level with Seth Godin. And for me, I just kept thinking about, I have this opportunity that I have these questions that drive my show. And one of those questions is how do you move a community? How do you move a community forward? Especially when now there's so many silos, there's so many, you could be as you can't, there's no way to be fully informed about anything, right? Because you are kind of filtering the information that you get through a certain lens. So how do you reach everybody? Or how do you, um, how do you move people forward? So to be able to ask this, it was almost like asking Yoda the answers, the, the the questions about the meaning of life. And what happened was, so we um we start recording on Friday, um, last Friday, 
he had asked me, and just so you know, so I cannot wait to release this, but he had asked me, he said, hey, um, I've got a book coming out in November. Can we record pretty soon? And then you just hold it till then. So I'm going to hold it. Obviously, I'm going to honor that. Um, but I'm happy, happy to talk about what we uh, talked about before then. But it was just it was just so thrilling. And you know what's interesting is, is uh, we're on Zoom. And I see him all the time. I know what he looks like. And the feeling of him looking back at me and seeing me was just... I I know it seems like it's it's not all about me, I, but I just felt so seen and heard, and to be able to have that opportunity with Seth Godin of all people, he was kind, he was generous, he was so insightful, and what I thought was so fascinating is um, I had some questions. He he has written a manifesto on education, a call to reform education, and really, really identify the problem. It's called Stop Stealing Dreams. You can, uh, he, he's made a TED Talk about it, and it is, it's really astounding. And I talked about, you know, raising kids, especially today, when we are conditioned to be culturally fit into a box, right? So there are expectations that are put on you, and Seth Godin's thing is kind of to challenge everything and, you know, potentially change everything and not not to be a contrarian, but to find a better way. And so, you know, like school, school is the same as it was in the 1920s, you know what I mean? Or at least some of the constructs that are in traditional schools today. So, you know, what does it take to deconstruct that? What does it take to to kind of reevaluate some of the things that are happening now, whether it's racism, Black Lives Matter, healthcare, education, police reform. There's so many areas, even elections, there's so many areas that need to be undone and reworked. And how do you do it? And so he just answered in the most brilliant, elegant ways. And I can't wait to share with you. I wish I didn't have to wait till November, but I'm grateful for that as well. So I had crazy nerves all week. I normally don't typically get nervous in interviews, but interviews this big, I, I certainly was. But I found that I was getting closer to the recording time. I found myself getting calmer. It was really weird, you know, and felt like I, I was kind of intentionally and actively breathing through like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. He was just brilliant. He was just absolutely brilliant. And it was a thrill. It was a thrill for me. Um, it's a thrill for me to bring it to you. And for me, it was like a champion story of of going big and not um, not playing small, not keeping my own limits, because those were my limits, not what anybody else put on it. So that was a great lesson for me. Okay, so that's a little bit about the Seth Godin story. He's just amazing. But I do want to talk about the seven powerful things that can happen by starting a podcast. And one of them is obvious. You get to meet people like Seth Godin. You get to meet people that you never would have a chance to meet in your life before and have interesting conversations. So what I think is so cool about podcasting is that it's almost like a way to scratch that itch of whatever you're obsessed with. So if it is comedy, if it's news, if it is if it is like bits, or even uh, even poetry or writing or interesting conversations about the stock market, whatever it is, you can kind of fashion your show 
in a way that's going to scratch that itch of what is important to you and continue expanding on those conversations. But given that, you get to meet some of the people that are potentially in that field or influential people that can really help you not only open conversations, but also meet other people that are there. So just like Chris Kremitzo said of all you need is one and it opens the door for more. So so one is, is meeting people. I think that's an incredible one. Um, number two is you break out of your comfort zone and you learn new skills. So what uh, what people often think is that, oh, I'm so bad with technology. I, I could never do a podcast. Well, let me demystify something for you. The technology is actually pretty easy. It's very straightforward. It is low tech and low cost, but really high impact. And so part of breaking out of your comfort zone, some people really struggle with public speaking. They uh, struggle with, does my voice really matter? Do I have something to say? Am I going to run out of things to say? Is anybody even going to be interested? And part of that doesn't really matter. And the thought is, you know, if you are thinking about starting a podcast, start it for you. Start it for you to break out of a comfort zone. I think for me, the technology in general, for me, I am technology challenged, technologically challenged uh, to say the least. But learning how to do these new skills, whether it is editing, producing, writing, uh, finding, I think the the art of interviewing is a powerful art that can take you anywhere in life to have those kind of conversations and to practice that muscle. So it doesn't really matter if it's good. I think it's just the practice of getting, of doing it over and over again will only build your confidence. And the more you do it wrong, the more you do it wrong, the more you do it wrong, the more you get right. And that's just a fact. So there's so many great ways to do it. Number three, you never have to endure small talk at a party. The podcast is always a favorite topic of conversation. And I know for me, I'm a talker, I'm kind of an extrovert, but I freaking hate small talk. One of my biggest pet peeves, I'll just share this here, is uh, you know sometimes I'll get a G-chat that says, hey, Allison, how are you? And that's it. And then they have to wait for me to respond like, hey, how's it going? And then they'll ask. And I, I wish they would just say, hey, how's it going? Here's what I need. So I really am sensitive. I'm allergic to small talk is probably a good way to look at it. But people are always fascinated by people who are stepping out of their comfort zone and using their platform for a way to make a change or something that's fun. I think people are looking for things that are fun to do, something that's different, especially when they're things that you're personally interested in. There's no better medium for that. Number four, you become an authority in your space. This is so cool. Um, so whatever your whatever your profession is, even if you are working not in a leadership role, but you want to, you have a voice, you have an opinion, you have things that matter, and you become an authority. So people will come to you that ask to be on your show. So maybe they want to have a message or provide a message for your listeners, and, and it helps with that too. You can also get advertisers and sponsors through that way. So you become an authority in your space. So a good, a good, uh, good example of that is Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe Rogan is all about comedy and mixed martial arts. And his show, uh, The Joe Rogan Experience, started out really as a mixed martial arts 
kind of outlet and has grown to where he's interviewing the most, uh, the biggest and most influential people in the world because of his authority in one specific place, you know, or even comedy. So it's it's pretty astounding what you can do with that too. Number five, you can make money. So I want to be very, very clear on this. Podcasting is generally not a business. Podcasting is a platform that you can build your business on. So some people will use their 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 podcast as an extension of their business. So it's almost like a, a, t- a type of marketing arm and a brand to help expand whatever their business is. So that is used very, very often and used very well. The other thing too is that there are so many ways because you are naturally an authority in your business, there are ways that you can make money, whether it's through affiliate marketing or having sponsors on your show or even doing things like I do of having a coaching program in the podcast course. That is my source of income from it too. Um, and very often some people will get opportunities to have speaking engagements elsewhere or be able to um, be an authority somewhere else. So there's so many different ways to make money. We cover that in my podcast course. But generally speaking, you know, if you're coming here to make money, as a, as the source to make money, you're probably not going to. And it's not for that either. But it is a great platform to be able to build your business on. And then number six, gain confidence in your speaking abilities. So what is the number one fear besides death? Public speaking. And so some people get very, very nervous to public speak, but there is something about the podcast microphone. And because you are let's say alone in a studio or maybe with a friend, you're not looking at an audience, the walls come down. And so there's an intimacy in the podcast world that that really, really translates and helps you gain confidence in your speaking abilities, in your ability to craft a message. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect uh, the first time out. And it's funny because I'm re-releasing older episodes of mine. And I I always thought, you know, like I'm a public speaker. I love public speaking. I am not in that camp that is fearful of public speaking. And I thought pretty good at interviewing. And then when I'm listening back, because I've been re-releasing old episodes, and I'm hearing my interview style has really changed. And I'm like, wow, I would have rearranged that order. I wouldn't have quite said it that way for my old episodes. So it's a great way to kind of see how far you've come, but also give you the opportunity to practice, especially when you've got a weekly show or a show where you have committed to showing up, whether it's daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is, or even for a season, that repetition is what helps you gain confidence, not only in your speaking abilities, but your ability to craft a message and even just use the equipment. And then number seven, It opens opportunities for you everywhere. You get to meet people. It's a creative outlet. It leads to sources of income. There are new opportunities and it starts new conversations. So, and also you have the ability to connect with people that you may not have otherwise. And those are the people that change the culture because they get you and you get them. And that's what's so exciting about it. So podcasting is an exciting medium. If you couldn't tell already, I have so much passion for it, but mostly because of how it helps people connect and truly changes how people think or look at things in a new way. 
It's intimate, it's high impact. Believe it or not, the technology is easy. And I can teach that pretty straightforwardly. Where I think there's so much value is finding your own voice and your own confidence and crafting a message that connects you to the right people. So I wanted to share my chat with Megan Armstrong, the host of the runaway hit new podcast, Six Feet Above. And as I mentioned before, she had one season under her belt before she joined my course. And she talks about why she wanted to get a stronger foundation and support for her show as she went into season two. Let's listen into my chat with Megan Armstrong. We are recording. We are here with Megan Armstrong of the Six Feet Above podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. So Megan was on my show before. Her story is incredible. And what she's doing with her podcast is uh, is unbelievable. It is so binge-worthy and so captivating. Every story is so gripping. And uh, yeah, you're welcome. And so it's funny because you came to Press Play Podcasts, but um, you already had a podcast. You already had season one. So tell me, where were you? Yeah. So what happened was uh, I've I've had an idea to do, my dream job is to have a, a TV show one day, interactive, um, to, to travel the world and, and, and speak. And I've been thinking about a podcast for years, uh, probably about two years before I actually launched it. And I knew exactly how I wanted it to sound and what I wanted to talk about. Like I kind of had all the pieces. I just get really, um, I am not confident when it comes to technology. I hate computers, which is funny because I actually went to school for TV, radio, and film. And I spent hours in an editing bay, you know, editing film and music and all this stuff, but I haven't done it in so long. So I felt like for me, the only way I was going to actually launch it at this point in time last year uh, or last uh, summer, I had lost my job and I was like, you know what? I need to move forward. This is God's way of saying now is the time. And I knew that. I wasn't going to figure it out on my own, or I didn't have the skills, or to be honest, it's just an excuse and I didn't do it. Right. So, <laughs> so I have a spade, spade. That's right. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, I, I'm lazy in a lot of ways, and then a lot of ways not. And that's one of the ways that I'm lazy. I don't like to learn new things. So, I hired this guy came into my life randomly to interview me on a show. Um, and he's like, We actually produce podcasts. This is what we do. And I'm like, Wait a second. You produce podcasts. Like I want to start one. I just lost my job. I have some time on my hands. So long story short, I hired these two uh, Georgia grads at the time to produce and edit my show. And they were very, very, very pricey. Um, However, I didn't know any better. And I figured if I could just show up and do what I do best, and that is talk to people, get to know them, um, really make sure that they trust me with this subject and this material, I can hand off everything else to these guys and they can produce it. They can edit, edit it. They can put it up on, you know, the platforms that I need to put it up on. So that's what I did for the first 11 episodes. So tell us about Six Feet Above. Tell us about the concept. Sure, it it sure. is important to know because when you think of different show styles, your style requires really specific attention, Yes, you know, to the guests. Yes. But yeah. 100%. So I have dealt with mental health issues for 20 years. 
And six feet above, the first episode starts with a solo cast, which is just me saying, um, this is my story. This is the reason I'm doing this. And long story short, I struggled with bipolar uh, depression and eating disorders for about 16 years out of the past 20 years. And it took me a very, very long time to get to a place of waking up every day, really just wishing I had died in my sleep, for lack of better words, to actually now at 38 years old, being able to look in the mirror and mind you, I'm, I'm six feet tall, but being <laughs> able to, you know, get up most mornings, granted I have my days still, but most mornings generally I can wake up and look in the mirror and be like, I really like my life six feet above ground. And it's not all about me and my story and my journey. I want to figure out what works for other people and what helps them and what they've been through. So I've interviewed people from all walks of life um, that have dealt with anxiety, depression, sexual abuse, uh, assault, emotional abuse growing up. Everyone has a story. We have all been through something, right? And we've all gotten out of it. And for some people, it's a lot easier and and they can stay more positive. But for some people, um, it's a process. And I want to create action for other people listening who may feel alone in the world because I felt very alone when I was 15, 16, 17 years old. I thought I was crazy. If I had known that there was somebody doing this podcast and I could listen to all these episodes and be like, wow, mind blown, all of these people are going through something and these are tangible things that work for them, that have worked for them. And it's a process and knowing that it's going to take some time to get through it and get out of it, but there is light on the other side of the tunnel. That's what I want to provide for the world. Do you feel like it's therapeutic for you? 1000%. I don't go to therapy. I don't. I don't see a therapist anymore. I haven't in years. I haven't been on medication in years. So when I'm sitting in an interview with someone else, my mind is 110% on them. And it, it selfishly, it makes me feel better about myself, knowing that for them to open up, it's going to make them feel better. And then the people listening, it's going to make them feel better. So, you know, in some ways it's a, it's a very selfish thing. It's therapeutic for me, but you know, to be honest, I I want, I've been, I've been really praying hard the past couple of years. And I know what I want big picture with, with finances and emotionally where I want to be with a human being. And I've kind of changed my shifted my mindset to how can I serve? Like, where do I belong in this world? And honestly, now more than ever, from the coronavirus to what's going on with our, you know, society and and civil rights and and this inequality in the world, it's like none of none of the other stuff matters. None of the financial stuff and and having a show and doing all these things matter. Like, what do I want big picture? And for me, what fills my heart and fills my cup is serving others and getting to know them. And I'm also a a fitness instructor. So whether it's in the physical side or the mental side, this is where I see myself thriving and all the other things that I've wanted for so long in my life will happen at some point organically. If I can just keep praying and focusing on how can I serve other people, Um, which is a new emotion for me. It's a new goal 
because for so long it's like, what do I want? What do I want? And now it's like, what can I give? That's a really interesting mind shift too. And what I think is interesting about that is that you are the exact person that I'm targeting. Like somebody really? who feels like they have more to give, yes, but they're not sure how do how? they get it out there. Yeah. Right, right, right. So for the first, you know, I committed to 10 episodes. It turned into 11 because one of my episodes was so long and so good. We, we did a two-part series, but um, I committed to these two guys last year for 10 episodes, I said, here's this chunk of money that I want to invest in this show. And I did that right before Christmas. I went home for Christmas and and really just kind of checked out and wanted to, to enjoy my family and not think about all the other stuff going on back here in Atlanta. And then when I came back in January is when I met you very randomly. And it was more like, hey, we're, we're both kind of in this field. Let's just grab coffee. And you had told me about, I'm going to launch this podcasting series where I actually help people get their podcast up and running. I said, well, I have one, but I would love to learn how to edit it because financially I can't afford to pay this on a weekly basis if I want to have a weekly show. And you're like, well, come on. It's a six week program. Let me teach you. Let me guide you. Um, Which, you know, it's crazy the world, the way the universe works when you really need something in your life, it will show up somehow, some way. And and you showed up and, and, um, you know, it's one of those things where I read people pretty quickly. I can tell if someone has a good heart. I can tell if I want to work with someone or not. And, uh, I could tell from the very beginning, we, we really hit it off. And I was like, I trust you. And I don't know much about your program, but Hey, I'm in. And, you know, from the first week that we started just getting on that initial call and that initial zoom call and really seeing people from all walks of life. I was at the point where, yeah, I had a, I had a podcast up and running and I was kind of coming on more for the technical side, but you made me kind of go back and think about my audience. And that's when my gears started shifting from this. What do I want to what can I do for other people? How can I serve? What is my target audience? What do they need? What do they need to hear about? And it was also really cool because I felt like I was able to help some of your other podcasters with the initial stages of finding you know, their audience and giving them some guidance of starting from the very beginning. And, and they wanted to know about like, hiring a producer and hiring hiring an editor and all this. So they had questions for me too. So in a in a in another selfish way, I felt like, oh, I was part of that group to also like help give them feedback coming from someone that had already done it in a very different sense. Yeah. So was it, did you feel like the collaborative style was helpful to you? For sure. Did you learn for about sure. Yeah, just, you know, I'm the type of person that, needs my handheld when it comes to this stuff. Um, if you give me a book and say study, you're going to take a test versus you're going to show up every Wednesday night at seven o'clock. We're going to do a zoom call interactive and that's how you're going to learn for me. That's how I learn best. Hmm. Um, you know, I take, I take, uh, my personal training certification, for example, I had to do it on my own. You get a book, you go through all the interactive stuff and thank God I passed my test, but I really learned from being in the gym, watching other trainers, learning what they do, being being submersed into it 
Um, so being submersed into your podcasting group was, was super beneficial. Like if you had given me a Google doc with all of the links and all the things and been like, here you go. I would have been like, uh, Allison, I have some questions, you know, (laughs) But, but knowing that, you know, every Tuesday night or whatever night it was, I forgot Monday or Tuesday, we show up at this time, even if I had nothing to offer or I didn't have any questions that week it was still holding me accountable to show up for myself. And and for me, that's what I need. And that's how I learn best. So now you have, thank you for saying that. So now yeah. you have season one in the can and you yeah. just released season two. Yeah. Tell me what's changed and tell me about the response because the response was great off the bat without my program. That was all you. Um, but you. tell me, tell me what happened. Tell me about uh, what changed in season two. So it's pretty incredible. Again, I say I have, I have 10 episodes. I have my solo cast and then nine episodes and the, the producers still help me out right now. They literally just do the editing. It's like an hour of work for them. I do everything else on my end. I've got all the equipment. I still set up all my interviews myself. I still have all the, you know, the topics that I want to talk about, I go in and I tell them exactly where I want my music breaks and whatever. And for me to pay them an hour to do all that saves me a couple hours on the back end for me because I still struggle with technology. Yeah. But that's everything else has has changed. I do everything out of my house. Um, I've got you know all, all the equipment, the mics. I can travel with it. You 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 shared with us this most amazing gadget called the zoom recorder. <laughs> I love that I thing. <laughs> I have, a, I have the funniest story. So last week um, I brought it into work because I interviewed my boss, who's just this yeah. badass entrepreneur and she's never struggled with mental health, but she has, she's a, she's a, a doctor of nursing. So she has a very, very good, solid expertise on how our mental health is affected by what we eat our gut health, our hormones, all this stuff goes into mental health. It it contributes. So I'm like, I really want to interview her kind of a different uh, take. So we, we, I get to work and I bring everything with me and we sit down and I do all the test testing and I'm listening and I'm like, this doesn't sound good. We've got people coming in and out of the door and it beeps every time the door opens and it's very echoey. And I'm like, screw this. We're going to go in my car. So we sat in my car for an hour last Friday and, you know, you got to turn the car off, but it was the quietest place I could find. And, uh, we literally sweated our asses off for an hour, but it was perfect. Cause I had all the awesome audio too. (laughs) It's awesome audio. And it was just like one of those things where I felt empowered to make that decision because I was prepared versus, you know, having a producer, like I did have one episode in the first season where we did on location and it was just, it was kind of a, we used it, but we had some audio issues because of where we were. So for me, I was like, you know, I'm going to take control. We're going to sweat for an hour. We sat in the car and it, it was perfect. So everything is basically changed other than them just putting the final touches on and getting it uploaded. And that's it. I do, you know, I do all the the other stuff, the description, all of that on my own. But the first season, the reason I brought it back was because I got the analytics from them. And in of those 10 episodes, I had 8100 downloads. That is amazing. So that's about 800 listens per episode or downloads per episode and the final 
my final show of the season was with the guy that inspired my podcast, an ex-boyfriend. An ex-boyfriend that helps too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. An ex-boyfriend that came on who was with me during a very difficult time in my college years and then also whose dad took his own life last year. Um, He was my final final episode and he had 1,200 downloads on his one episode. Wow. So it was reassuring to me that when the time was right, I was going to relaunch this thing. And to be honest, for the first, you know, so I was going through your program in January, February. I think it was right about March when we were set free into the wild program was over (laughs) and then Corona hit. Yeah. And I just felt like I personally went in this downward spiral and it was like survival mode. I lost half of my income. Like, okay, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to do all this? Podcasting got put on the back burner and I felt like a fraud forcing myself to put anything out there about mental health when I was very much struggling at the moment. Yeah. And I knew I had to focus on me and I knew I was going to get out of it and everything was going to be fine. But that was, you know, the end of March, April and into May, I really struggled. Um, I had recorded two episodes right before Corona hit and all this went down. So luckily I had those to work with and the timing was kind of right early in June. And the, the, my producer came back to me and said, Hey, you know, if you're interested and you've got all this stuff, we're happy to just put it together for you. Uh, and they cut their rates quite a bit. Let me tell you, (laughs) but they knew that I had a show that worked and they wanted to be involved. So so now we're back. We're up and running. I've got two episodes down and um, the next episode's coming out. I release every Tuesday. So I, I what I decided to do was instead of do season one, season two, I just picked up. So I'm on episode you know, 13, 14. We're just yeah. kind of moving on and picking up. And there's no chronological order doesn't matter. Everyone's it's episodes. It doesn't have to be. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, not much has changed other than the technical. All of the the substance is still there. What I talk about, what I focus on is still there. The way I do it is still there. I do a pre-interview and that's it. Um, I make sure that people are ready to share their story and that they're going to be open and honest and raw. And that's what the audience wants. And that's what people are drawn to. But I get, and not to toot my own horn, but I, I'm I get so much feedback on the way that I do the podcast and how I speak to my guests. And I don't know. I don't think that's coachable. I think that's who I am. I think that's who I've always been. I think when I meet somebody, they they open up to me and I have this thing about me where they know that I'm not judging and they know that I am 100% open myself. And I kind of have this weird gift that... Um, even strangers, they just trust me and they, they, they open up. And I've had people joke about going back and getting my therapy degree. And I'm like, no, 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 I've (laughs) I've got my degree. You know, these past 20 years are my degree and, and I hope that's good enough. And, uh, from what I'm hearing the feedback, not only on the guests and, but on, on my end as a host and an interviewer and a podcaster is that, I've got all the the tools and I just need to keep it going. I think that for you specifically, I was listening to your episode with Kim Shaper this yeah. morning and was just, oh. my jaw was on the floor. And I kept thinking about both of you who have struggled with 
eating disorders and mental health issues. And I, I imagine there was a feeling of a kindred spirit. Yes. But what is really powerful for you is that you have so much empathy because of your experience, you right. know, and, right. you know, and wisdom that comes along with it, that it's a very, uh, it's, it's a very valuable quality Thank that you. you bring to the podcast and it shows it's just such, it is astounding. It is astounding and it's outstanding. And uh, it's, it's really well done. You're going to make <laughs> me cry because uh, <laughs> for so long, this has been a dream of mine to do something like this, to, to have some sort of, you know, platform. And it makes 20 years of um, really dark days kind of worth it to be like, okay, I had to go through all of that so that I can help others going through it who, who don't have anyone else to listen to. And um, again, this is why I, I've focused on the shifting of mentality to not what do I want, not what do I, you know, see myself as, but like, where does God, where does the universe, where does whoever you believe in? For me, it's God. It's like, this is how I can help other people. And it, it sucks that I had to go through all of it, but it's so worth it now to know that it all happened for a reason. You're doing it, girl. You are doing it. Doing it. Doing thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. Absolutely. You're welcome. You're welcome. And if there's anything I can say, definitely the you 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 have a coachable quality to you, and you're extremely patient. Um, I probably had a lot of silly questions where you're like, okay, this is easy to answer, but you're like, I was there at one point, right? As someone who has their own podcast, you, Allison, it's like you had to go through all of the steps. So to be able to not only just give us the answers, but give us the how to's, it's very easy to just hand something over, but to actually empower someone and be like, okay, do this and then this and then this and give us kind of, of a step-by-step guide um, and be being really patient with people as they're trying to figure out their audience, how to figure out a name, like all of that took you steps in a process and you just kind of went through it yourself. So to know that you have compassion for us on the other end and you're able to walk <laughs> us through all of that was really, really beneficial. And the fact that you not only, you know, obviously this is a business for you, right? But the fact that you actually care and you want to give people the the capability to do this themselves was huge. So knowing like, hey, she's not just doing this as a business. She actually get, cares about us. Um, those are the people that I want to work with. But I feel like, thank you for saying that. I feel like uh, the podcast itself, uh, like, you know, it kind of feels like the Wizard of Oz, you know, how it starts out in black right. and white. And right. when she lands in Oz, everything is in yes. technicolor. And that's what it felt like from a podcast perspective for me personally, that, wow, I have this platform you know, I have this way that I can share messages that matter 
and give share the mic yep. with people that are doing incredible things. So how can we take this community and change it? And so to give my goal is to amplify other people's voices with a message that matters. And it is a passion project for me. So I'm I'm so glad that it comes across that way because it is true. But I can't. It's like my rebel dance class. <laughs> <laughs> like I just want everybody to do yes. it. You know. Yeah. Um, because the feeling is so good. Yep. And so that that to me is where yep. it is. Wow, y'all. I hope you learned a lot and were inspired by the stories shared on today's episode. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you got a, a lot out of it. And I hope you'll subscribe to the show and please take a moment to leave a review. It means so much to me that it helps me shape the future shows using your feedback. And if you're ready to start your own podcast, I would be honored to be part of your journey and help you get it out into the world. Go to allisonhair.com forward slash press play for details and for $50 off the course, sign up at allisonhair.com forward slash CC50. We start on Monday, July 6th, so please act quickly. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next week.